Hi, and welcome to the Sunday Message podcast from the Catholic Parish of All Saints Newport here in South Wales in the UK. It's wonderful to have you with us as we share this week's message. How many of us truly read the operating instructions when we buy something new? I can see a few people giggling in the church, certainly, because uh, a lot of it is quite common sense, isn't it? If you've got an electric gizmo, you take it out of the box, you plug it in, flick the switch on, find the power button, turn it on, and it should be relatively straightforward from there. But if you take the time to actually study operating instructions for new products, for new items, you can find some weird and wonderful notices. I'll give you an example. Uh, about 20 years ago, when I used to work for Panasonic, um, part of my responsibility when we launched a new product was I was the poor person that had to put the operating instruction manual together. Uh, there was always a standard set of safety notices which would come from head office, but the rest of it was up to me and it had, it had to be done in English, Italian, French, German, and whatever other languages we needed. No, I don't speak all of those languages. Uh, I'd use a translation company. So when I finished the draft of one particular operating instruction, I sent it down to the print room on site, and I was told a couple of hours I could go and collect the proof to have a look at it. And I went down there and they were running late. So I decided to stay. And next to me, were a stack of manuals for a brand new model of microwave oven. So I picked one up and I came across this wonderful notice in the safety notices. True story. Never attempt to dry your pet in the microwave. Mm, we laugh because that's common sense, isn't it? It's common sense. You don't put your animals in the microwave to dry them. Why? Because you cook them. But it was there because somebody in the States did precisely that. Their cat got wet and they put it in the microwave to dry it off. Then they, the cat obviously died and the company was sued because nowhere in the manual did it say you couldn't put your pet in the microwave to dry it off. You see, if things are complicated, it's because we're the ones that bang it up. We're the ones that make it complicated. So hence the name of this next four-week series, KISS, Keep It Simple, Comma, Stupid. It's actually a design principle founded by the US Navy in the 1960s to keep uh, the, the workings of their machinery very simple. Don't overcomplicate the machine. And that principle passed into general manufacturing in the 1970s. We have a tendency to complicate the situations in which we find ourselves for the sake of convenience, for my own benefit, often lit with little regard for the wider consequences until, of course, it's too late. So why make things complicated? Never 
dry your pet in a microwave. We shouldn't need an operations manual to be followers of Christ. Yes, uh, to be a follower of Christ, we need to hear his word, but everything that is coming out in the readings today about God's commandments, we shouldn't need an operator's manual. God's ways are not complicated, and he does not trick or confound us. He's not setting us on a path and then suddenly putting a law in front of us, a rule in front of us, so that we'll fall over, stumble, and hurt ourselves. That's, that's just not his way. The trouble is, when it comes to the commandments, when it comes to God's law, we can easily fall into one of two traps. Either we're like the Pharisees, or we dumb down God's commandments. I, I, I like that bit, and I like that bit. I won't bother with that bit, because that's inconvenient, and I'll have this, that bit and the other bit. See, Jesus condemned the Pharisees and the scribes in the Gospels today because what they were about was external show. It was a ritual washing before meals which signified something deeper. But all they were concerned about was being seen to wash all the way up to the elbow. Aren't I, aren't I a good Jew? Aren't I wonderful? Aren't I a faithful person? They were more concerned about their own reputation than the significance of the action itself. And if we dumb down God's commands, then we're taking something which is excellent, God's word, and we're settling for something cheaper. It's about, a bit like having um, Lamborghini instead of Chateau Neuf du Pape. As an, as an example, why settle for something less? They are so perfect, they're written into the very fabric of creation itself. You don't need a manual, why? Because God's commands are written on our hearts from the moment we are conceived. There's a thing called natural law in the church's understanding. It can be known just by paying attention to everything around us. You see, there's a fundamental sense of right and wrong in all of humanity, right from the very beginning. You know, those campaigns that we tend to get these days, you know, no baby is born racist, no baby is born bad, absolutely correct, spot on. We can go back to the first chapter of Genesis for that one. God created this and that, and it was good. And he created this and that, and it was good. Then he got to the creation of humanity, and he saw that he had made, and indeed it was very good. Very good. So God's commandments are our signposts. And the conscience is the place in which we know and encounter God himself. Who likes the good old um, cartoons like Tom and Jerry and those sorts of things where you'd have the little devil popping up on the one shoulder and the little angel popping up on the other shoulder and there was this little thing, tussle going on in between. As stupid and funny as it seemed, there is actually an element of truth to it because that's how temptation works, except it's not an, evil, uh, uh, an angel speaking into our ear, it's God's commands. 
which he has written on our hearts. Second Vatican Council put it like this. In the depths of his conscience, man detects a law which he does not impose upon himself, but which holds him to obedience. Always summoning him to love good and avoid evil, the voice of conscience, when necessary, speaks to his heart. Do this, shun that. For man has in his heart a law written by God. To obey it is the very dignity of man. According to it, he will be judged. So the heart, the conscience, is the place of pure listening. But not just listen, we must also do. We must be doers of God's word. We've got to be missionary. We've got to show the excellence of God's law in our lives. So therefore, we have to keep our conscience informed, formed. Else, we're going to end up complicating things. We're going to end up clogging the system. We're going to end up drying the cat in the microwave. And then, perhaps, we should come with an operator's manual with a warning which says, do not follow my words and example for fear of driving over a cliff. So easily done. And Jesus exemplifies the law of God. He took on human form to show us that we can do this. That's the wonder of the incarnation. True God and true man, we can do this. We can follow the law of the Lord perfectly. The question is, are we going to be like the Pharisees? Are we going to be uh, pickers and choosers? Or are we going to see God's law for what it really is? In law, there's statute law, things which must be done, and there's case law, judging on an individual basis, or as we commonly call it, the letter and the spirit of the law. Taking each person where they are and accompanying them. For some, it will be, go away and sin no more. For others, it will be, go and sell everything you own, and then come follow me, leading them from the uncertainty of grey to the clear light of God's law, which is love itself, and it is simple. Keep it simple, stupid. K-I-S-S. -S. Love is always sealed with a kiss. <laughs>